Hello, 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 and welcome to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I turned that down real quick. <laughs> I'm your host, Ryan Long, joined by my buddy right next to me, not the quarterback, Chris Sims. Hello, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, doing all right, doing all right. And to my right, I have nobody. Nobody at all. It's a sad day here as uh, our buddy Michael Seta is not feeling too well today, so we gave him the day off. We took it easy on him, but... uh. We're ready to talk some fantasy football and some week three recap with you guys. And before we get into that, I do just want to say something. Uh, I have an apology to make. I have a very sincere apology to make. Um, Last week was rough. I gave some bad advice. I told you some bad plays. And uh, I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. Um, And there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. Um, I don't know if I'll be giving out fantasy advice anymore with uh, my hits last week. They did real bad. They did real, real bad. You're looking at me like you don't understand what I just said. I, I'm pretty sure you're still going to be giving out fantasy advice. I mean, I'm still going to be giving out fantasy advice. I just, uh, I'm worried that you won't take it seriously anymore. Hey, man, it's part of the game. It happens. Uh, it was kind of a rough week for the hit stick crew here. You know, I mean, I think we all kind of got some whiffs. Did your quarterback hit of the week get benched? He should have. But he didn't. You uh, can't bench Gardner, but I mean. Did you pick the wrong wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys for a second week in a row? That two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I say play Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb goes off. I say play, I, ah, say play, I say play CeeDee Lamb, and then Michael Gallup goes off. And Cedric Will, Cedric Wilson? Is that his name? Cedric Wilson? Yeah, that's with a question mark on the end because who the hell would have thunk? And that's the love of fantasy football. Sometimes shit happens and nobody sees it coming, but it's part of the game. It's why we love it. It's what it is. I mean, I I mean, look, I'm not happy. I, I told people to start Joshua. I thought Joshua Kelly was a smash play this week. It screamed for him. I mean, he was playing Carolina. Though It was literally written in the sand right there. Dud game. Like, dud game. complete dud game. I mean, I thought for sure, I'm like, he got 20-plus carries last week. If he gets that again against Carolina, I'm like, Carolina just lost McCaffrey. The Chargers have one of the best defenses in the league. I don't think they're going to be able to um, hang. And it's just, I could not believe just seeing how terrible he was. It was just really... Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Eckler... Eckler had himself a decent game, but yeah, Joshua Kelly, not the stud we thought he would be. Uh, tight end, my tight end, Drew Sample. Uh, <laughs> 100% catch rate. 100% catch rate. Uh, one target. Um, he was in a smash spot. Tight ends are destroying the Eagles this year, and Joe Burrow was looking to tight ends. I'd... You just got to take your lumps on that. Um yeah, it, it was a bad week fantasy-wise for me, and uh, you'll have those. I'd say the only per- hit that really did decent was uh, Kareem Hunt with Seta that really kind of, I mean, he didn't, like, show out, but he definitely didn't have a bad game. He didn't kill you. No, no, he didn't. But uh, let's start uh, with this week's talk. Um, Although my boy Allen Robinson did come through pretty good. Yeah, your boy Allen Robinson did. He was a smash play. Uh, the headlines this week... First bit of news, and this is something to really keep an eye on, uh, COVID test. Tennessee Titans, a couple players testing positive, a couple staff testing positive. They are shutting down their facilities, doing everything off-site now, staying away, looking like there might be a postponement with their game. So the last that I've heard, because Minnesota had a problem with it too. Minnesota seems fine. They Minnesota test- seems fine, but they're because they played the Titans, they're taking precautions. Yes. But... If anything were to come up positive there, their game's in trouble too. So I have, and it's, so this is very clearly, obviously, because um, I'm a Steelers fan, So and that's who the Titans are playing this week, so I've been monitoring the situation close. As of right now, the game is on. There's talks of it possibly being pushed to Monday night. Um, it's just, I mean, look, we all knew what we were signing up for this year. This is something you got to deal with, something you got to monitor. If you have a Tennessee Titan or a Pittsburgh Steeler, I'm telling you right now, you need to be prepared that there is a chance you don't have that option this week. And I'm one of them. I mean, I got, I'm expecting to start Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster in a heated battle against you. <laughs> right, right. So, and I'm already down McCaffrey. 
it's not looking I don't I don't want to say it's not looking good for them to play. It's just this is the first real test of COVID we'd seen during the season. Uh, we've seen it in baseball, and they shut down games for uh, the Miami Marlins for a week, two weeks. If this is a real, like, if it's really going through the Tennessee locker room, this will shut down their games for a week. Yeah, maybe even two. And it's, I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it on the platforms or what, but it's just, it's something to monitor closely. Yeah, it's um, it's really weird. I kind of forgot about COVID for a little bit during, we had three weeks of football where it really wasn't in the news. It wasn't in conversations. It wasn't something I was thinking about. And then this happens and it's like, oh, back to reality. I forgot this was the wild card year where stuff like this can happen. Stupid COVID and Cardi B. So this is, we're recording and releasing this on Tuesday. So keep an eye on that and plan accordingly. Those players, I will bank, I will not bank, but I will lean towards them, the Titans Steelers not playing this week. And then Minnesota, as long as they keep it negative, they'll, they'll be fine. So, uh, and I think they're going to play, but I think it's going to be on Monday night. Uh, let's talk some injuries. Big injury news. Chris Carson got gator rolled, turned his ankle. That was some bush league. That was really bad. It was, it looked like flat, like that dude should be, should be suspended. He's getting, oh, I don't know. If, I know if he's probably going to get a fine. I mean, Pete Carroll is pissed. As I, he right, should as be. Exactly. As I mean, he should be. Like that was. That was Vontez perfect. Bad. That was extremely intentional and I'm not going to say extremely intentional, but we knew what that dude was doing. You don't gator roll on a dude's no. ankle unless you're trying to take him out. And it, it looked a lot worse than it turned out being. It's just a, a knee sprain. He'll be one to two weeks is what they're saying. That's that's ACL stuff right there. Like, when you see that, you're like, oh, no, that's done for the year. Like, that dude's ankle snapped or that dude's knee is snapped. Like, that's... At first, I thought it was really bad, especially with the knee. I mean, I there's rumors that he might play this week. I guess it's not as serious as they thought. I would be planning to not have him, though, because it's just there's no point for them to rush him into it. Exactly. Uh, just to be safe, uh, plan accordingly if you have him in your lineup. Uh, Chris Godwin, sore hammy, could miss a couple weeks. Sounds like he's going to miss. Sounds night. like he's going to miss. They have a game Sunday. He'll probably miss, and then they have quick turnaround on Thursday night, which never good if you have a soft tissue injury, so he'll probably miss that too. So if you're a Chris Godwin owner, I would plan I'm on Chris. having at least two weeks without him. Yeah. Do I we go too. back to the Scotty Miller uh well here or Scotty Miller is very interesting. I actually think that we could. I think I mean, look, every player is going to have a bad game. I get he was supposed to be a smash mouth play and he totally let the entire fantasy world down. But the fact of the matter is this dude is a textbook Tom Brady wide receiver. And you know, a very important thing to notice is that Justin Watson is also going to be missing time as well. So, I mean, who do they really have? Do you really think Tyler Johnson, the rookie, is going to step up and just take Scotty Miller's targets away? Because I don't. Now, it is a gamble. It's not something, you know. But we're also in week three, and the injury list is like... It's getting longer by the day. It's longer than the grocery list that I take the Giant Eagle on Sundays. That's a pretty long list. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't like... I don't... I mean, if... I think you can do a lot worse than plugging Scotty Miller in as your flex or wide receiver three. Yeah, uh, we saw Gronk actually finally start to get some targets this week, but still nothing of substance. It's pretty much Mike Evans or bust for me there. Uh, yeah, when I'd it comes have to, to pass agree. catchers and I, the running back situation's impossible too because you don't know who to start. Yeah, because this week it was the Ronald Jones show again. Yep, they get the Chargers this week, so uh, I'm kind of staying off the receivers other than Mike Evans if I'm. Playing there, yeah. Which important thing to note: uh, the Chargers did just lose Chris Harris, so that's um, yeah, that's more that's that's one of the best shutdown corners in the league. So, but uh, moving forward, moving forward, we got uh, Jordan Reed to the IR, sprained knee, shocker, shocker. I know, six to eight weeks, he'll be done. Dallas Goddard to the short term IR with an ankle injury. This one, this one kind of hurts because Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz are the prime pass catchers there in uh, Philadelphia. Now it's just Zach Ertz. Deshaun Jackson's not fully healthy. Deshaun Jackson got hurt in that game and didn't come back. Yeah, Jalen Rieger's up in the air. Jalen Rieger's out for a few weeks. Greg Ward. Greg Ward. Greg Ward. Are we are are we thinking about it? Are we are we adding Greg Ward to our I mean, teams? I do like wide receivers with the last name Ward. <laughs> but no, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm. I don't. It's tough. I mean, I don't. Carson Wentz is playing so bad. I no 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 no. Not even a little bit. No. I'd think about it for a second, but no. Nah, if you're in a deep league, then 
obviously, but yeah. I'm You're going to see away. waivers run through tomorrow morning, and Greg Ward is going to be added to my team. <laughs> it was it was a smoke screen what Chris just did there. It was a tilt decision, 11.59. I'm like, I need him. <laughs> it's like that SpongeBob me. I don't I, need it. I don't need it. <laughs> it's hitting midnight at, on Wednesday. You're like, man, I got to fall asleep. I need to put a waiver claim in. <laughs> Greg Ward's still there. Am I doing this? I need I it. I need it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Michael Pittman, calf injury. He left the game. Turns out it was a little more serious, and I don't know exactly what they called it, but he had surgery. They're talking he might be back after their week after eight After their bye. week eight bye, and that leaves Pascal Can opposite T.Y. Hilton. Indianapolis wide receivers, please stop getting hurt. T.Y. Hilton's the only healthy one. And that's a problem. Who would have thought of that? T.Y. Hilton's not getting looks. No, he's not. Mo Ali Cox, on the other hand. It's the Jonathan Taylor show in Indianapolis. It's the run the ball and Mo Ali Cox season. Mo Ali Cox. Split, split, sa- yeah. split snaps with uh, Jack Doyle last week and had more targets, more yards. Well, he's better than Jack Doyle, so. He's bigger than Jack Doyle. Oh, Doyle does not roll. <laughs> not this year. No, he doesn't. Uh, Tariq Cohen, Torrey's ACL, done for the year. David Montgomery, maybe in for a little more passing work, but I would guess Cordero Patterson... I don't think this does too much for David Montgomery's stock. I know all the David Montgomery truthers are out there smelling their own farts and saying, oh, yeah. Are there David Montgomery truthers? There's plenty of them. I'm a David Montgomery owner in like 90% of my leagues, and I'm not even a David Montgomery truther. I was just going to say, are you not a David Montgomery truther? No, I'm just, I have to settle with him because he's there in the sixth round, and I need a a running back too. I'm going to tell you this right now. As a Christian McCaffrey owner that lost McCaffrey in three out of four leagues, I've tried to acquire Montgomery, and it's damn near impossible. Everyone's like, I want to hold him. I'm like, what do you mean? It's the Bears running back. He He's in that value of like RB2 where you can't trade away because you'll be desperate without him, but you don't want to have to play him because what, are you going to get eight points? No, the, the, I'm telling you, the people that have him think he's an RB1. They're like, I got David Montgomery. He's so good. He's looking great. He's getting all the carries. Nick Foles quarterback now. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe more upside when Nick Foles there. I'm... I'm much more excited for David Montgomery with Nick Foles there. That entire team is going to get a boost, which leads us to our next bit of news. Mitch Trubisky's been benched. Nick Foles is starting. Announced as the starting quarterback. Yeah, we didn't. I'm surprised we didn't say this to start. Uh, Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick's back, and he started the year as the backup, so obviously the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Mitch didn't get injured. So is it the same karma, same juju? Nagy's going to go take a hammer to his knee. (laughs) You need your starting quarterback to get injured in order for Nick Foles to inherit that Super Saiyan mode of backup quarterback to Super Bowl champion. So here's an interesting question. Does Mitch Trubisky ever start another NFL game in his career without it involving an injury to a starting quarterback? Yes. I will say yes. Is it for the Browns? No. (laughs) We have QB1 (laughs) Baker Mayfield. (laughs) QB1. (laughs) No. uh, It'll be, I don't know, because... Do you think they're going to have to get rid of him with after this season? They already declined his fifth-year option, yeah. and the fact that they benched him is showing me that they're not going to be offering him any contracts. So he'll be going to one of those teams that are probably taking a quarterback number one overall this year, and then they don't want to start him in that new quarterback immediately, so you throw a bitch to the Wolves. But he doesn't even fit that mold. That's usually a veteran that you bring in, somebody that's smart. somebody that, that I mean, if I'm drafting a quarterback 101, I am not bringing Mitch Trubisky into my room to let him teach my number one pick how to play quarterback. I'm like, hell no. I will bring Philip Rivers back in once Indianapolis <laughs> releases him and trades for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's uh, I feel bad because I, I like Mitch. You know, he's a local boy. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any ill will towards him. He's not very good at the quarterback position. I loved him at UNC. I, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want him on the Browns going into that draft. But I'm really glad we took Miles Garrett. He was by far the worst quarterback <laughs> yeah. in that draft. By far. It was uh, not even close. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson going after him. They traded up a spot to get him. Yeah, they really... I I remember when they did that, I was like, what are they doing? Traded up to number two. But to be fair, Mitch, other than Watson, but Watson Watson had a little bit of question marks, like nothing serious, which was weird. But Patrick Mahomes was the wild card of that draft. I liked Mahomes a lot in that draft. I thought Watson was the clear prize. Watson was... I thought Watson was the best, but with the year that... Trubisky put on at UNC it kind of like overtook like we bought the hype I thought Cleveland messed up big time by not drafting him 
So, but more injuries. Yeah, more fantasy football news. Sorry about that. 2017 quarterback conversations. Uh, John Brown, calf, something to monitor. Uh, my players in my 12-man league. Zero catches last week and a week where Josh Allen was throwing for four touchdowns and doing things all over the year, doing Josh Allen things. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, Stephon Diggs is still reigning supreme there. Um, And that does it for injury news. Anyone else you want to talk about there? Any other big we covered injuries? Goddard being out. We covered, um, I think we covered them all. All right. There was a good amount. There's and that's the other, I mean, without the preseason, just especially early on in the year, just be ready. You know, the injuries are coming and they're coming strong. Yes, they are. And let's talk about some stars and scrubs. Stars and scrubs. Stars and scrubs. Let's start with the quarterback position. Your stars. Wow, you're so dominant. Patrick Mahomes. Wow, you're so dominant. Well, yeah, tell us something we don't know. <laughs> 385 yards, four touchdowns. Also going four for 26 on the ground with one touchdown. Your QB one you against that him. Ravens defense. Oh, anybody that was worried about him against the Ravens defense. I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's matchup proof. You start him no matter what. He is. He's a beast. He is the best quarterback in the league. But I think somebody who's barking his uh, barking next to him comes in at number two. Russell Wilson. Russ is cooking. He's cooking. 315 yards in the air with five touchdowns. Also running six times for 22 yards. Against that Dallas Cowboys, which tends to give up a lot of points and a lot of yards. Still, Russ is at an unbelievable pace this year. He's got 14 touchdowns on the year. It's it's remarkable to see the things he's doing. The Dallas Cowboys remind me so much of the Pittsburgh Steelers back when they had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown because they have no money to field a good defense and they, it's just high scoring games and it's great for fantasy. It's great for fantasy. It's great to watch. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Start your Cleveland Browns this week. Yes. We'll get into that later. Uh, Josh Allen coming in at three, 311 yards in the air with four touchdowns going four for eight on the ground. A little bit of slack on the rushing this week, but he That's still a ran a touchdown MVP right there. Still ran a touchdown. Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. I, I wish I would have bought into him. I, he was in my top five quarterbacks going into the year, but I didn't. I don't have any shares of him at all in fantasy for some reason, and I'm really bummed about that. I only have him in dynasty, and I guess if you're going to have him somewhere, that's a good place to have him. But I am so pissed that I passed on him in our one of our leagues together. I drafted Drew Brees over him, and God, that was a mistake. That really was a mistake. Yeah, I don't you know. You were higher on Josh Allen going into the season, weren't you, I than know. Drew Brees? I think it was just because I already had him in a dynasty league, and I was like, I'm going to kind of spread. Yeah, it was, but it was a dumb move. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Draft day tilts. We've all I been was there. eating wings, drinking beers. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Prescott coming in at four with 472 yards, three touchdowns, running six times for 26 yards. Dak's going to keep throwing the ball 70 times a game. Yeah, there's nothing really surprising here, y'all. Dak Prescott, it's going to be a high volume. He's got the receiving core to do it, and um, yeah. He's good. And then Goff, the wild card coming in here to round out the top five, 321 yards, two touchdowns, two carries for four yards and a touchdown on the ground. Is Goff playable every week? We'll be talking about Jared Goff later on tonight. Yes, we will. Uh, and by later on tonight, I mean on the next episode. <laughs> let's talk scrubs. Mitch Trubisky. Um, you blew it! <laughs> not only did you blow it for fantasy teams around the world, you blew it for yourself. You are now on the bench, riding the pine, playing the waiting wing. Uh, 128 yards, one touchdown, one interception, one rush for 45 yards. That's pretty impressive, but you got benched, you got screwed, and you're done. Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice. This one was weird. 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I did not, when I was looking through the list of points, I was not expecting to see Maddie Ice so low. You know, I'm surprised he finished so low because a lot of his, I mean, well, I don't know. I guess I only had Calvin Ridley, and Calvin Ridley had a decent game. But I don't. it just goes to show quarterbacks, when they lose their number one receiver right before the game, I mean. I, and their presumptive number three receiver who was stepping into the starting spot went out with a concussion. Well, I'd actually think Calvin Ridley is his number one. But still. Well, it's, yeah. But, like, it's still, I mean, I don't know. It was a tough game for him. It really was. I mean, especially watching him blow that lead again. <laughs> That's, I feel so bad for Falcons fans. I don't. How can you not? Would you rather be a Falcons fan or a Jets fan? I would rather be... What? I don't know, man. That's That really bummed me out that you just asked me that. Like it's I, easily the Falcons. At I least they have good games. At least you got Calvin Ridley. 
Here's a question for you. A great question. So rumor has it that if the New York football jets, or it's the football jet, man, I am so off today, but if they don't win on Thursday night, Adam Gase might be getting fired. He should have been fired last week and the week before and the week before in the offseason and then the year before. He should have never been hired. So here's my question for you. If you're a New York Jets fan right now, are you rooting for the Jets to win on Thursday night? Because I'm not. I'm always rooting for my team to win, but I am rooting for my coach to be fired. If they win, he won't get fired. This is a tank. You have to tank. Darnold is not the answer. You don't have the offensive weapons to hold up. You don't have the defense to play in this league. It's a bad team in New York. Well, you know, the sad part is, is I don't even think you can, it's fair to say Darnold's not the answer. I think that he's not had a chance. Is that, Adam Gase has been his only head coach, right? Yeah. Or he had somebody else in his rookie season, right? No, I think Gase might have been. I, I'd have to look at the tape. I just know that, I mean, when you have Adam Gase as your head coach, I mean, your upside's capped. You can't do much. But, I mean, no, you're right. It's He needs he needs a fresh start because it's it's done there. Yeah, and it's they don't have too much talent around them to where even bringing in a new head coach is going to magically reaffirm Sam Darnold as a good quarterback. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is wearing a Jets jersey next year. I hope not. I, well, Adam Gase won't be there. I really, I know, but I still love Trevor Lawrence, and I, I don't think they'll take a quarterback in the first round again this fast. I do. But... Maybe if Sam Darnold's still shitty. Uh, moving on. Cam. Killer Cam. They got the win, but he only did 162 yards in the air. One touchdown, one interception, nine carries for 27 yards, and no touchdowns because Rex Burkhead over here decided to rob them all from the entire team. Your brother picked him up two seconds before and started him against me in Dynasty. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. But he still lost. He came up in like a lot of my DFS lineups, like in my like generator, and I took him out of most of them because I'm like, no, why would why would I want to put I'm not starting Rex, Rex Burkhead? Sexy Rex coming through yet again. Yeah, can I take the floor for the next one? Take the for the next. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Next scrub because you kind of owe us for this. Go ahead, my boy, my one and only, the stash. They, they said all day on Thursday, as it was getting up to game time. Is it the beard, or is it the stash? And I said, it's definitely the stash. What are you, crazy? I looked at my girlfriend. I said, I'm starting the stash. <laughs> she said, great job. Now do the fucking laundry. <laughs> so, Gardner meant you. I, 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 I counted on you. I, I was depending on you. I put my faith into you. And you, you smashed it. You took it on the ground and you just you threw it there. And... You got Chris Conley apparently signed a contract with the Miami Dolphins two minutes before the kickoff because I don't know what the hell he was doing out there. <laughs> uh, Gardner Minshew, let's let's get into this line here. He had, yeah, he did in my starting lineup, and I, I this in my starting lineups too. I mean, and this this goes to show you when I give you a hit, it's because I genuinely believe in this. Like you got to remember one thing that I want to throw out there: we're in the trenches with you guys. We're doing the same thing you're doing. We're out here trying to win our leagues, fight and claw our way through our season, and that's what we're doing. You know, we're taking it on the ride, and we're helping you try to make decisions the same way we make decisions. And it just goes to show we're not always right either. I mean, it's going to happen. That's part of fantasy. Nobody is 100% correct on everything they say. But against Miami, and you come out with – I mean, the yards weren't that bad. 275 pass yards. He had a pick. Three rushing attempts for 22 yards and a fumble lost. Gardner, you let me down. You let us all down. That was, being said, he does play Cincinnati next Yeah, week. I'm going back to that well. I'm not going to let one bad week rain on my Randy Marsh slash Gardner Minshew parade. So for me, it all depends on one thing. Is DJ Chark back on the field? So that's um that's a big thing. Because I what I did learn from that game is that when DJ Chark does not play, Gardner Minshew's passing touchdown upside is severely capped because you saw he had nobody to throw the ball to in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about some running backs. Let's talk about some. Wow. Yes. Some wow running backs. Your RB1 on the week. RB1 in my heart. Alvin Kamara. Only six carries. Not something you want to see out of your running back for 58 yards and no touchdowns on the ground. Like, how was he the RB1? Oh, because he had 14 targets, 13 catches, 139 and two in the air. That one screen pass was insane. The, everything he did. He's probably 
the most fun player to watch. I was about. I thought. I so thought you were about to say he's the best because one of the one of the announcers on um, Sunday Night Football was like, I, I want to say, and he's like, just say. It. He's the best running back in the. I'm sorry, no, he's not. He's not the best running. He's back. good. I mean, he's very, very. Good. He's the most fun player to watch. He is. There is fun. nobody who can dance around and not get tackled and like move through players the way he does. I know everyone talks about his balance and they bring up that video where he's standing on a medicine ball with one foot and catching footballs and oh, his balance is crazy. His balance is ridiculous. He reminds me he, of when Antonio Brown was on the field. The way he bounces off of people, like you saw that. I forget who it was, tried to shoulder tackle him. Like, you're not going to hit stick Alvin Kamara. You have to wrap him up. You have to bring him down yourself. You can't just, like, try and wreck him because he'll just bounce like flubber. And then he's straight up through the field. It's so fun watching Alvin Kamara. Ooh, look at that. It is so fun watching Alvin Kamara. And I can't can't take my eye. Like, I got big hard eyes whenever he's on the field. I'm glad they play in so many primetime games because I don't want him to get lost in that Sunday ticket red zone channel for me. Okay. Let's, let's, let's move forward. We all know you have a major crush on Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I've got a fully torqued right now. talking about him. Uh, Rex Burke had your RB two. Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. Six carries, 49 yards and two touchdowns to go with 10 targets, seven catches, 49 and one in the air. So we're going to jump into some waivers in a little bit. Are you putting a claim in for sexy Rexy? I, he's so sexy. He's so sexy. I probably won't. I'm not going to spend fab on him and I'm not going to use a top waiver priority for him. So if I'm sitting like in the bottom half of waiver claims, sure. I'll throw a feeler out there and maybe he makes it past me, but I don't think so. I'm just, that backfield is so iffy on days, you know, Sony Michelle still had nine carries and 117 yards. Like he was still a viable running back. It's without James white there. That's one less person to feed. But when James white comes back, he still receives most of the passing work. Rex Burkhead isn't going to see a lot of that. Sony Michelle is still their primary running back, so he's still not going to see as much of that. I think it was just an outlier week. So I'm not rushing to try and claim Burkhead. That's a fair point. I I, I think he's worth an ad uh, with how running backs are shaping out, but, yeah, you're definitely playing with fire when you got a New England running back in your lineup. Yeah, moving on. James Robinson, J-Rob, 11 carries, 46 yards, and two to go with six catches for 83 yards. James Robinson's looking like the real deal. He's challenging Allen Robinson for best Robinson in the league. Yeah, that's my J-Rob, man. He is. Uh, he was that preseason waiver grab that really paying off for people. Like, Jacksonville running back, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Oh, stop reminding me. <laughs> At least you were able to be claim him in one league. I traded him in that league. Did you? I did. Uh, He's gone. You hate to see it. I got Allen Robinson, though. <laughs> Let's move on. Derrick Henry. I almost said Daryl Henderson because I wrote down D-Hen. Daryl Henderson had a good game too. I was we'll say Henderson was a good. We'll talk about him later, but he wasn't a top five. Derrick Henry was. Derrick Henry seeing the real running back numbers here: twenty six carries, one hundred nineteen yards. It's about time we can say Derrick Henry. It's about wow, time. You're so dominant. Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. Like I said, twenty six carries, one hundred nineteen, and two on the ground to go with two catches for eleven yards. You're playing Derrick Henry every week. He's going to see twenty plus t- carries, twenty five plus carries, and. When he starts to break through that defense and he starts getting those touchdowns, which he wasn't getting before, he was getting the yards. If he starts finding that end zone, we're approaching RB1, like top, top tier RB1 territory with Henry again. Yeah, that's nothing we don't already know. So, yeah, and Eckler finishes up the top five, 12 carries, 59 yards, and one to go with 11 catches and 84 yards. Sorry about Kelly, but Eckler is the running back to own there. Oh, well, I, I, and I mean, I made that very clear last week. I said, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying. Austin Eckler is still the guy there. He always will be as long as he's there. I mean, that's the guy they paid. Uh, I definitely think they can have two because the way Eckler plays, he is utilized a lot more as a receiver. Now, one thing I learned over this weekend is that we want Herbie fully loaded under center for the Chargers because that man is elevating all of the Charger fantasy options. Keenan Allen had 19 targets yeah. from Justin Herbert, a.k.a. Herbie Fully Loaded. Because he's Herbie, and he's fully loaded. Yeah. Eckler had 11 targets. So all your fantasy players are eating when Herbert's out there, and I don't see how you can go back. Oh, there's no way. I, I, I hope. He keeps saying Tyrod's his guy, and I'm like, um, are you sure? I mean, they did lose, though, so it's concerning, but... They did lose, but it's also, I mean, Herbert threw for 300 yards again. He did. Rookie and quarterbacks don't throw for 300 yards, and he did it in back-to-back games and spot starts when he wasn't supposed to be the guy yet. You took him number six overall for a reason. Tyrod's not the future. If Herbert's able to play competent football, why would you not throw him out there yet? 
I'm stashing Herbert just to see how that plays out. Because I remember a year, a few years ago when Deshaun Watson was a rookie. And he was an excellent ad for a little bit in his rookie season. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about some... Uh, you blew it! Some scrubs of the week at running back. Let's start. Josh Jacobs, 16 carries for 71 yards. Three catches for 12. No touchdowns is really what hurt his bottom line. He was hobbled coming into that game. Uh, he had some injuries going on with his hip, and uh, he was on a reduced workload. Plus factor in, going against New England, it's never good for anybody. Belichick's right. very good at game scripting out, best playing our top options. I'm not worried about Josh Jacobs going forward. I actually think he's a wonderful buy low. If you can get him for cheaper than what, you know, if you can get him anything lower than RB1 value, you're walking away with a potential top five guy. I agree. Uh, moving on. This next one, this is a real curious case. Joe Mixon, 17 carries for 49 yards, two catches for 16 yards. Joe Mixon has not been able to do it yet this year. He's not Mixon. He is not Mixon. If you are, you took Mixon in the first round this year or early second, are you panicking? You know, I've listened to a lot of other podcasts. I listen to a lot of other uh, fantasy analysts, and uh, a lot of them are saying don't panic, but... If I'm a mixing owner, I'm kind of panicked. When do you start to hit the panic button? I, I, I'm hitting it right now. And I mean, I said last week, should you be concerned? And we see more of the same. And this is, I don't, I understand he's getting the carries, but at the same time, he is not being utilized in the past game. Giovanni Bernard is completely dominating that. Giovanni, an interesting stat. Half PPR, at least from, you know, in some formats, Giovanni Bernard has six less fantasy points than Joe Mixon. Yeah, and they are not on a 50-50 timeshare. No. They're not, and it's just like that team does not favor having a top running back option with the way that defense is set up and the way that offensive line is set up. That offensive line is one of the bottom lines in the league. They're constantly playing from behind. They're constantly having to air it out, and they're giving Bernard the pass looks. So if I'm a Mixon owner, I am concerned. I'm definitely no longer looking at Joe Mixon as a running back one. He's, in my opinion now, a mid-ranged RB2. Um, and I would I would definitely plan accordingly. Are you trying to buy him right now? Oh, that's tough. Yes. Yes. I will buy him. If you're in a comfortable spot. For the right price. If I'm hurt at running back. But it has to be for the right price. I'm not giving away an RB1 or a wide receiver one for Joe Mixon right now. I'm not going to go sell, you know, give me a name. Uh, let's see. Uh, man, you really put me on the spot here. Uh, could you sell like a Kenyan Drake? I would not. Someone in a similar spot. I would much rather have Drake than Mixon. I think I I would too. James Robinson, Joe Mixon. Who do you prefer? Rest of season. Honestly, James Robinson. So if you're the Joe Mixon owner and I'm the James Robinson owner and I hit you up and said, I'm going to give you James Robinson for Joe Mixon, you're accepting that trade. I don't know if I'm accepting, mostly because the value that the Mixon name carries is more. But I would rather have, going forward, like if you're, you're asking me today, yeah, James Robinson is putting up more numbers. James Robinson is doing better. Their team is doing better. It's it's hard to knock, you know? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, I definitely am worried if I'm a Mixon owner. It's one of those things where I'm saying now I wouldn't do it, but then when we come off season and James Robinson is a first-round pick next year and Mixon is dwindling into the second, it's like, damn, I should have done that trade. <laughs> it's one of those things that you'll look back on. Uh, Melvin Gordon, eight carries for 26 yards, six targets, four catches for 12 yards. I he's We'll talk about him in the next episode. I'll talk about him in the next episode. But not with Philip Lindsay not out there, he should be doing more. I think that team is just struggling. I mean, they're down they're dealing the starting with a lot quarterback. Of they're down Cortland Sutton. It's there's which uh, what's his name? I have it written down here. Brett Ripian. That's their starting. That's quarterback. their starting quarterback. Come it's, Thursday it's night, not Blake the Snake. <laughs> it's not Blake the Snake. Brett Rip. I had to look on a sheet to say who the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos is this week. Brett Ripian. If Philip Lindsay's not back, are you still playing Melvin Gordon? Oh, you have to. He's a volume play. And I mean, there there's so many injuries in this league right now through three weeks of the season. I mean, Chris Carson's probably not playing. Christian McCaffrey's not playing. Saquon Barkley is gone. Um, you know, there's plenty of other running backs that have suffered injuries, and it's like you probably have to start Melvin Gordon. But um, he's definitely underperforming. I had a lot of high hopes for him. I remember I said, you know, as we got closer to the season, I started to cool off on him. But um, 
Yeah, I'm not crazy about him right now. It's just there's so much there's so many things wrong there in Denver. Right, right. Uh, and then moving on, Drake, we mentioned earlier, but Drake, 18 carries, 73 yards, only one catch for six yards. Oh, Kenyon Drake. You blew it! I, I had such high hopes for you against I, that Detroit team. Yeah, this was their first loss of the season, by the way, given Detroit, their, I believe, their first win. Uh, Kenyon Drake is seeing the volume, at least in the carries. I was expecting to be a lot more involved in the pass game, but... He's just not, but he's still getting 18 to 20 carries a game. He just has one touchdown on the year, really hurting his bottom line. Fantasy-wise, I would be trying to buy Kenyon Drake right now if I was not a Kenyon Drake owner. I think I don't think that's sustainable. If you see that type of volume still on a regular weekly basis, the touchdowns are going to be there, I hope. And that's why I'm trying to buy now. What, what do you think, Chris? I agree he's a buy. I can't. I can't, in all honesty, look you dead in the eyes and say he's not a buy because I've been sending out trade offers for him all day. But um, <laughs> I do have some concerns. I do think that uh, the lack of, you know, he got one target last week. The week before, he only got two targets. The week before that, he also only got two targets. This guy has five targets on the year in what is a very fast-paced offense. I was expecting him to have a lot more. So that does kind of concern me. I don't think he's being involved in the passing game the way I wanted him to be which kind of makes him more into that touchdown dependent thing. The the reason what scares me about buying him and what I'm telling everyone to be cautious with is a lot. There was so much hype for Kenyon Drake coming into the year that he is viewed as an RB one. And right now without that passing volume and what seems to be a lack of being able to get into the end zone, I don't know if you can view him as a running back one. So if you have to trade another running back one to acquire him, I don't know if I'd do that. Now, if you're trading a wide receiver one or something like that, that's a little bit different because there's still that upside for Drake. And, you know, it kind of evens itself out in that factor. But just be careful what you spend on him. I agree he's absolutely a buy. He's got a very favorable schedule coming up. He's definitely somebody I would love to acquire. Playing in a very good offense. Yes, but it's just it's very concerning to me that he's not seeing the pass targets. It just it takes away that guaranteed floor that an RB one has. I agree. Uh, moving on to wide receivers, let's talk about some wide receiver stars. Wow, you're so dominant. That's right, Tyler Lockett doing big things. Nine catches for 100 yards and three touchdowns. When Russ is cooking, Tyler Lockett's eating. DK Metcalf, you know, dropped that touchdown on the end, got it punched out on the way to the <laughs> he end zone. He was walking into the end zone. That was embarrassing. <laughs> you know, you you do that once in the NFL and you'll never do it again. So I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. They won the game. Not Pete the Carroll end of the world. probably reamed him for Oh, that. as he should, as any coach should. But DK redeemed himself, caught the game-winning touchdown. Uh, but we're talking Tyler Lockett here. Three touchdowns. Tyler Lockett is Russell Wilson's best friend. Even when Doug Baldwin was the guy there, it was still Tyler Lockett sneaking his way in, catching those balls. Tyler Lockett's always open. He's a low-key superstar. I absolutely love Tyler Lockett. I think he's an excellent buy, even though, I mean, he's not really a you're buy. Not, you're not buying but, him this week for sure. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you drafted Lockett, you are thrilled. He was a great um, add to your team. I mean, I still don't think he's worth the second-round pick that somebody in one of our drafts did. But uh, He's looking like he is now. He's definitely good. somebody's the oracle. I'm not going to name names, but somebody's the oracle, and they're seeing the future. <laughs> and they knew. They're like, "You guys are ridiculous for laughing at me for this because I took him two rounds earlier than I could have got him." You must have borrowed my time machine. But it's unreal. Tyler is Tyler Lockett the most underrated wide receiver in the league. He might be the most disrespected wide receiver in the entire league because every year, every year he's a value. Because I mean, to be fair, he was going in the fourth and fifth round this year on average ADP, and. The, the I the I I was just like I don't get that I'm like he's way he's definitely worth more than that so I mean I thought about reaching on him in the same spot I reached on Calvin Ridley in one of our leagues and um I, I'm very happy with my decision but, but you couldn't have gone wrong with no, either you couldn't uh, moving on Justin Jefferson surprise name into this list wide receivers are the ones who always throw the wild cards at you Justin Jefferson seven catches for 175 yards and a touchdown. Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL. Is this the Justin Jefferson show? Is he the new Stefan Diggs? Is he the new guy to go to in Minnesota? So this leads me to my next point. Adam Thielen is a major buy low right now. Oh, agreed. For everything you just said, because that is what people are doing and saying right now. They're all, Justin Jefferson's the new hotness, the new hotness. 
I love Jefferson. What he did was great. I was very happy to see that. I'm very happy they put him on the outside finally and got him out of the slot because it seems like that's where he's going to thrive more in the NFL. I think he's a phenomenal receiver. All that being said, Adam Thielen is still the number one there. And if people are going to buy this Jefferson hype and sell you Thielen for dirt cheap, you jump on that. Adam Thielen, buy low of week three. Go get him. Yeah. I don't know how much you can buy him. He still had a touchdown this week, and he's still, you know, decent floor. That touchdown really saved his floor. But, yeah, I agree. Adam Thielen, we were just talking about Tyler Lockett being super underrated. Adam Thielen going into the season was super underrated, especially once Diggs left and people are like, Kirk Cousins isn't that good. Their defense is so shitty that they're going to have to start slinging the ball. Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of people underestimated was that defense um, coming into the year. I still think Lockett is much better to own than Thielen, but – Thielen's definitely a good player to have. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like we mentioned earlier with that COVID stuff, Minnesota is that one of those teams on the watch, so they might not play this week. If anything, just keep an eye on the news. Uh, Moving on, Cedric Wilson comes in at number three. Cedric who? Cedric Wilson? Yeah, I forgot his name is pronounced with a question mark at the end. Uh, Wide receiver four for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Five catches for 107 yards and two. If Dak's throwing the ball 60, 70 times a game, Somebody's got to catch him. Somebody's got to be the main guy. Gallup had himself a decent day, but Jefferson had or uh, Wilson had the higher stat line. Don't pick him up. <laughs> I'll just say this before we get to the waiver claims and priorities and whatnot. Unless an injury were to happen to one of those top guys, I don't think he's fantasy viable. No, I don't want to start him. No, exactly. He'll be added by some guy in your league who's panic desperating. Somebody will spend good fab on him. Somebody will use a high claim on him. Let that happen. Don't buy into the one week Cedric Wilson train. But do go into your league chats and talk and make sure you everybody in the league knows everything that he did and hype him up so that somebody else does buy him. Preferably the guy you're playing against this week. Just go, did you guys see what Cedric Wilson did? Oh my God. Is this dude the new wide receiver one for the for Amari the who? Who's Amari? CD what? They didn't even need to draft CD. I hear they're trying to <laughs> trade him after that. All right, moving on. Keenan Allen, finally doing Keenan Allen Keenan things. Keenan Allen. 13 no. catches for 132 and one. 19 targets. 19 targets. Thank you, Herbert. Herbert meant everything you said on Hard Knocks when he said, my job is to get you the ball. That's literally what he's doing. That's exactly what he needs to do. Keenan Allen needs the targets. Keenan Allen, when Keenan Allen has double-digit targets, Keenan Allen is a monster. He's a on wide receiver one. Like, Probably the best pure route runner in the NFL. The way the guy moves is unreal. He he just needs the looks. And if Herbert's going to be the guy getting the looks, you need Herbert to play every week. Absolutely. If you're I an Eckler definitely. owner, if you're a Keenan Allen owner, you are loving that Justin Herbert's out there. There's only one Chargers player that if you have stock on, you are like, man, I really wish Tyrod would come back. And that's Mike Williams. Yeah. Mike Williams kind of, we'll talk about him in the waiver part too, but uh Moving on, let's talk Lazard. El Lazard, Lazard King. Uh, six catches for 146 and one. Somebody has to be the wide receiver one to Aaron Rodgers. And when Devontae Adams is missing a game, it's going to be Lazard. Yeah, I like Lazard. He's not like my favorite player. If he's on your waiver wire, um, you probably should add him, depending on if you have, you know, if you're set, I really wouldn't go out of your way to do it. I but. think he's he's worthy of a flex play every week. See, Especially my, with Rodgers playing MVP type of football that he is this year and the way the Dallas or the Green Bay are giving up 30 points a game, he's going to be slinging it and Adams is going to feast when he's out there. But even like if Adams is fully out there, there's got to be another option to go to. And I think MVS is more hit or miss or boom or bust. I think Lazard's got a pretty decent floor to where it's okay to play him in your flex or a wide receiver three. Yeah, my problem with Lazard is that I just I think that Aaron Jones is the number two read there. And unless if Devontae Adams is out, I think he's a great play. I absolutely think you should start him when Devontae Adams is out. But that being said, I think Devontae Adams is on his way to be back. So if Adams is back in that lineup, I'm not as confident because for some reason, Rodgers throughout his career, especially over the last three years, he seems to be a one wide receiver eats kind of guy. So I don't think I mean take that for what you will. Um, if he's on your waiver wire with the amount of injuries that you have, he's that you can definitely do worse. I say absolutely pick him up if he's still there. Um, but you know, I, I'm just saying there's some downsides to him. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's talk about some misses. You blew it. Some really bad players. Uh Hollywood Brown, six targets, two catches for 13 oh, yards. Oh man, this is another Monday night just tragedy. Yes. Of- Stop playing wide receivers on Monday night. It's uh, it's real sad. 
Lamar couldn't pass a hundred yards. It was uh it was a down week for them. Uh, I'll chalk that up as a one week uh, dud. I'm not going to worry too much. Oh no, about it. You, Hollywood Brown is still absolutely somebody you want to play. Yeah, uh, DJ Moore, two catches for 65 yards. I'm what is starting going on with I'm, him this year. I'm being real concerned there. I am too. It's uh, it's not looking like Teddy Bridgewater is going to feed him too much. Yeah, I I had high hopes for him coming into this year. He was my wide receiver six. I feel I feel real bad. <laughs> I feel bad, man. I, I mean, you shouldn't feel bad. It was he made such a big leap coming into last year, and then he every year it was just moving forward. So it was only logically speaking for him to take the next step. But it's I don't. I'm worried about him. I mean, every year there's always players that disappoint that have the hype and then drop. It's just kind of part of the game. But if you're a DJ Moore owner, I'm hoping for the one big game and then I might be looking to sell. Exactly. You are kind of sitting on that point, and this is the worst point in fantasy football to be on, where you have a guy that you have to have in your lineup because of the name, but he's not doing anything to help you win. AKA Odell Beckham Jr. last year. AKA Odell Beckham this year. <laughs> Shit. Odell's not doing that bad this year. Not that bad. Not last year. But Odell. not doing Odell Beckham good. I mean, you just got a temper. No, that's tempering expectations is not easy when there's We're a name veering attached. away from topic. We're not even talking about Odell right now. No, no. We were going to talk about him, but we scratched him out for Hollywood Brown cuz Hollywood Brown was much worse. Uh Jarvis Landry, we'll talk about another Cleveland Brown. Four I mean, catches for 36. Put them both in there at the same time. It's a it's a running football team. Essentially, like... I and that's what I said. That's what I've been saying all offseason to every Browns fan. I'm like, how do you expect the Browns... I'm like, I personally do not see the Cleveland Browns if they're going to be they successful. They were both thousand-yard receivers last year, though. That was last Even year. Even with being a running team. Under Freddie Kitchens with terrible coaching and not utilizing the team the way it needs to be. But they were. So they were always losing. Nick Chubb was still the second-leading rusher in the league last year. I know, but this team is built to run, and that's what Stefanski wants to do. And Stefanski, I mean, you got to think, Stefanski is just a much better coach coach the game the calling is so much better on both sides of the football now that they're actually in games last year they were just getting their asses beat all the time so they had to just throw 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 so uh, I'm worried about pass catching options in Cleveland I still like Odell I called for the Odell resurgence I don't think we're going to get the full Odell resurgence I do think you can still see Odell finishing this year as a back-end wide receiver one I think that's in his possibility of cards Jarvis Landry is very concerning to me. I almost feel like he's droppable. I'm not there yet, so don't hear what I'm not saying. Don't cut him just yet, but I don't want him in my starting lineup. It's something to monitor. Um, it, it, It's Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb there, and that's what it is, and that's what it's going to be because it's working. Yeah, uh, moving on. Julian Edelman, after having his huge, massive career-high week last week, settles down two catches for 23 yards. It's very fitting. Feels bad, but... That'll happen, especially with Cam Newton and that New England offense kind of running the power run scheme. If they don't have to throw, they're not going to throw. But that's just what it is. Moving on, tight ends. Jimmy Graham is your tight end one. Jimmy Graham. What a year. Very interesting. He doesn't get the dominant job. No. But six catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Ten targets on the game. Seven of them came from Nick Foles. So is he worth a waiver, Ed? I think he is. If you're tight end desperate, I don't that's a weird thing because I don't like putting claims in for a streamable position like tight end, but I think Jimmy Graham is definitely worth the ad. If Nick Foles being the guy now, you, like I said, 10 targets in the game, seven of them came from Nick Foles. Nick Foles wasn't playing the whole game. Nick Foles came in the second half, and that's where he was looking. Jimmy Graham, high upside player, always has been. If that's the match that he needs to research to top 10 tight end potential, I want to be early on that train, don't you? I just feel like it's going to be a total trap game where you're like next week you're going to get three targets for 20 yards. Yeah, and unless you own Travis Kelsey, that's what you're going to get out of your tight ends most of the time anyway. Yeah, but yeah, if you're desperate, definitely uh, someone to grab. Yeah, we got uh, Tyler Croft coming in, Buffalo tight end, not Dawson Knox. I, I can't believe the tight end list this week. It, it's real gross. Four catches for 24 yards and two touchdowns. Touchdowns are really what's bringing these guys up. Uh, Eric Ebron coming in at three, five catches for 52 yards and one. He had a nice catch. He did. He had a nice game. Uh, Green Bay, Robert Tanyan. 
Not Sternberger. I had to make sure to write the team name next to it because I didn't know where that guy came from. I was watching that game, and I'm like, who is this guy? I was like the Giants guy on draft day. Who the fuck is this dude? Who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Christoph Posey. Who the fuck is... Five catches for 50 yards and one touchdown for... Who the fuck is Robert Tonyan? Who the fuck is this guy? And then rounding out the top five, Mo Alley-Cox... Mo Alley. Mo Alley, three catches for 50 and one. I mean, I'm... Is he the new starting tight end for the Indianapolis Colts? He's the one I'd rather be playing right now if I'm in fantasy. I'm riding the hot hand, and he's the hot hand. They split carry. does not rule. Split snaps this week, and Mo Alley was the only one who was getting offensive looks. He might have been uh, Phillip Rivers' new best friend. Uh, some duds. Yeah, let's just get through these quick. Let's get through these duds. Uh, Hayden Hurst, he hit the trifecta. One catch, one yard, one touchdown. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be mad at a stat line I like mean, that. Wow. That is a little bit. That's a big wow. When that's you, definitely like something you don't see every day. That's the type of line you expect to see from someone like Robert Tonian <laughs> at the bottom of the thing. Like, who caught that one touchdown? Oh, just a guy who was on the field for that one play. That's Hayden offensive. Hurst, though, as a full, has been kind of disappointing this year. Been kind of disappointing on an offense that hasn't been. Yeah. So, so Hurst is someone I'm still a little high on, like, especially tight end wise. There's not very many good ones. So I'd keep an eye on Hurst. Is he a buy low? He's a, I, I mean, probably, unless I don't think <laughs> you're like, I'm not buying a tight end. Either somebody that's their only tight end and they're not going to sell them because they don't have any other ones or they're sitting on their bench and they'll give it to you for scraps. That's pretty much what that comes down to. Uh, Austin Hooper. He's droppable. Three catches for 25 yards. Sorry, Seta. I know you're listening to this. Austin Hooper is just <laughs> not was... fantasy playable right now. <laughs> He's yelling at you right now. He's not fantasy rosterable right now. He is. We paid him a bunch of money as Cleveland He's Austin Pooper. But he's just not doing it. The thing is, no, but that's the point. And that's what I was getting at. Like, and it it boils my blood. He's doing what you guys paid him money to do. He's blocking for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's what he's... He's a good football player. He's not a good fantasy football player. He has been in the past. But that was because of Matt Ryan. Yeah. Which is why I think Hurst will be up. I agree. I think Hurst is something you for. Somebody I'll talk about in the next segment we have here real quick. Uh, Evan Ingram, three catches for 22 yards. Gross. Mark Andrews. This one's weird. Three catches for 22 yards. Gross. Don't worry about Mark Andrews. Drop that touchdown that he should have had. It wasn't a perfect throw, but it was right there. He should have had that touchdown. Saw a season high in targets. So if you're a listener of our podcast and you come to us for advice, do not worry at all about Mark Andrews. If you're a listener of somebody that's in our league, you should absolutely drop Mark Andrews. Yeah, go ahead. In fact, don't even drop him. Just hit me up, and I'll don't worry. I'll give you like a, a wide receiver three. For I'm me. making my way to the dumpster anyway. I'll take him for you. Yeah, no, I'll bring no problem. Him. Just just put him on my team. I'll drop him for you. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, moving on. Quick little segment here. I want to do just just quick stuff I got for Chris. Ah, uh, call this hold and fold. Oh man, you got it, a segment just for me? I, just for you. It would be for Seta too if he was here, but. See what you're missing out, Seta. Sorry, bud. It's all mine. So this is real easy. Are you going to hold this guy on your line on your uh, team, or are you going to drop him? Let's start with running backs. DeAndre Swift. Um, being less and less involved in the offense. Adrian Peterson is their lead running back now. Carry on is the two. It fold. looks like fold. fold. If you him. need a running back, absolutely fold. Um, if you're able to hold, I mean, it's if you have that luxury and you've not, he's a decent. Uh, the thing is, I don't know what he can turn into. I mean, do you really want, even if something happens to Peterson, I mean, Peterson had how many carries last week and he didn't even put up 10 points. It's uh, that Detroit backfield. is just terrible. And he's not, it's always been terrible. My hope for Swift was that he was going to turn into Theo Riddick where Stafford just peppers the running back with targets and he becomes a PPR God, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Not yet. So I'm folding on him too. Uh, Naheem Hines. Hold, hold. I think he's worth the hold. Seven carries for 21. And five catches for 40 this week. While they were playing the Jets and they got up to the lead early, so they kind of feased Tom, uh, what's his name? Now I'm drawing a blank. Hines. Not Hines. Oh, they faced. Jonathan Taylor. They they kind of like eased him down a bit and let Hines get into the game because let they had Let Wilkins that lead. take over. Let Wilkins take over. I'm holding Hines too because you used that high waiver claim on him and he had a decent week. He's Anything such a happen. good flex play. I mean, in any form of a PPR format. So I would definitely hold on to him. Sony Michelle finally had his first big week this week. But Fold. we talked about that New England backfield. Actually, different answer, sell. 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 I if Yeah. With not, the amount of running back injuries and injuries in general, people that are struggling to find flex players because all three of their receivers are hurt with a hamstring injury and they had McCaffrey, if you can turn Sony Michelle, 
into anything of relevance, I do that. And then what you don't, and then you pull what everyone in all my leagues with us know me as. After you hit up everybody for trade offers, they're gonna wait it out, and then they're gonna see me drop them. So exactly. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers. AJ Green, six targets, five catches for thirty-six yards. You gotta hold them. You gotta hold them. You got it. It's definitely concerning. Um, I might have been wrong on my Tyler Boyd takes. Um, just you know, I might have, <laughs> might have. Not. Fully, we'll see. About, it's week four. We'll not see about fully that. admitting defeat just yet. <laughs> Still hate you, Tyler Boyd, but. You got to hold. It, the talent is just too, I, I don't, I mean, there's really just nothing I can say. I, if you can shop him, but, I mean, good luck with that. I, I just don't think you should drop him just yet. T.Y. Hilton. <sighs> Pittman and Campbell both taught. Well, Pittman's not IR, but. You got to hold for a little longer. You got to hold for a little longer? A little longer. All right. Brandon Cooks. Five, catch, five targets, three catches for 23 yards. I'm going to hold Brandon Cooks. All right. Preston Williams, two targets, two catches for seven yards and a touchdown. Fold Preston Williams. All right. I agree with that, too. Uh, let's start with some tight ends. Evan Ingram, five targets, three catches for 22 yards, zero touchdowns this year. Sell off of name value. Do you think his name has value? It hasn't. For some it's reason. a weird, for some reason, he's always the one of the highest drafted tight ends, People, but he's never been good. He has been good. That's, what, his rookie that's year? He, I mean, the first few years when he was, he had a problem staying on the field, but when he was on the field, he was dominant. But With Eli? Yeah, I would say, and that's what I was going to say. I have not seen him be good with Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is not playing good this year at all. And that entire team, now that they lost Barkley, I don't think they can move the ball. If you can sell him, sell him. This is a very risky thing because I know he's a talented player, but I would fold him if for the. I, I mean, agree. If you're, st- it depends on who you're picking up for him. If you're in a league and for some reason Mike Kosicki is still on your waiver wire, or Hayden Hurst gets dropped, or you know, I'm just throwing a few names out there, I, I would drop him for those guys. All right, Gronk. Seven targets finally this week. Six catches for 48 yards. Do you remember before the year when I made him a miss? He's yeah. a fold. Actually, he's not a fold or a hold. He was never he was in my hand. Team. Would you rather have Gronk or Evan Ingram? I'd rather have Evan Ingram, for sure, without a doubt. I think I'd rather have Gronk. I would, no. Yeah, he's, you're right. Bruce, I, Bruce came out and said he's a blocking tight end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think I'd want Gronk. Uh, Chris Herndon. Hold. Chris hold? Herndon's hold. Yeah, because he's very talented. He's very good. And um, like I just said, like we talked about earlier in this year, or I mean earlier in this episode, Adam Gase is on the fire on the chopping block, and if he gets chopped and a new coach comes in, it's very clear and obvious who the talent is on that team. So I would hold him. All right, and that's hold or fold. We'll bring that back next week with a couple of new names, but I think once the season starts to round up, we finally see some players that we're holding on to for way too long that we don't need to be. Yeah, you definitely got to have players to drop. Though I mean, we talked about this in our um, fantasy tips episode. Be adaptable. You know, definitely stay water and just be ready to pivot if you need to. Be ready to make a change. You got to take the information that's given to you and use it to your advantage. All right. And before we get out of here, let's talk some quick waiver names that are popping up. Carlos Hyde. Is he worth if if Carson is announced to be out, which we're expecting him to be one or two weeks, is uh, Carlos Hyde worth it? Yes. Especially with these running back needs now. And they're playing Miami. Yeah. So if you can get Carlos Hyde. And have a spot start as a flex or an RB2. It's definitely going to pan out well for you, in my opinion. Um, so I would definitely think he's worth a claim. Another running back that I'd be definitely taking a look at, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, um, yep. the, Jarek McKinnon had a rib injury in that game. So, you know, Jeff Wilson, if he's the only guy there, because I don't think Mostert is going to suit up this week, that's a valuable position to have, especially on a team that has, you know, I don't know what's going on with Garoppolo yet this week. Um, other running backs that we should be paying attention to. You got any for me? Th- those were the two running backs I had on my list. Hyde oh. and Wilson. So you, you already said, we already talked about Burkhead. We kind of know where we're at in there. Yeah. Interesting name to throw out there. Anthony McFarlane. Anthony, Tony Mack Jr. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Surprisingly got on the field quite a bit on Sunday against the Houston Texans. You're looking at me with that, but he was on the field before Benny Snell. He was on my team. We won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he's very explosive. He's very electric. We're kind of seeing Tomlin, you know, shift a little bit and get other running backs involved, probably catering to Connor's injury history. Factor in Connor's injury history. Benny Snell, he had a very poor outing last week and, you know, he fumbled. Is he worth a, a stash? 
Um, in a deep, deep league, yes. Okay. In a 12-man, regular-sized, 16, 18 roster spots, probably not yet. That's fair. That's definitely uh, someone that I wanted to uh, bring up there. All right. Got a couple receivers for you. Justin Jefferson, obviously, he... He's the pickup of the week. He's the pickup of the week. Go get him. He's definitely worth it. I uh, would say spend a good amount of fab on him, too, because it looks like it could be a uh, permanent role there. Brandon Ayuk. This I don't, one's interesting. I don't like Brandon Ayuk. I think, a, and there's he, a lot more receivers to talk about this week than there are running backs. Brandon Ayuk was, he had a hell of a week, but with Debo coming back soon and with Kittle coming back soon and with a quarterback question mark there, I don't like I don't Ayuk. think it's repeatable. And I want to backtrack uh, just back into the running backs here for one second. Just a very interesting name to keep your eye on, especially with the way injuries have taken its hold this year. Brian Hill. For the Atlanta Falcons, he received nine carries last week for 58 yards and had a touchdown. He also got three targets for 22 yards. He He's also in the be, red zone looks, yes, isn't he? Yes, he is. And it's definitely something to keep your eyes on. I don't think the Atlanta running back is a very good spot to hold, but at the same time, a running back that gets carries is always a valuable thing in fantasy football. So if you have a spot to stash him, especially factor in Todd Gurley's arthritic knees, it's a good thing. But back into the receivers. All right, back to the receivers. I named Jefferson. I named Ayuk. Any of them popping out to you? Anyone else? Oh, I got plenty. What do you got? Um, me? so I mean, I definitely I don't like Ayuk. I do like Jefferson a lot. So interesting thing that was left out of the news: Deontay Johnson's in the concussion protocol. Does that make you think about Chase Claypool or James Washington at all? Chase Claypool Chase actually had the, a pretty good yeah, game. He's the he's the one I'd be more interested in because he was he's a rookie, right? Yes. Like, he is, like, the maybe the what if. He's the new hotness there. We know what Washington is, and it's nothing great, nothing awful. He's a deep ball threat. Exactly. But I'll, I'd rather take the what if. Now, and I agree. I think Claypool's a great stash. If you can get Claypool's on your waiver wire, he should be owned. Then Pittsburgh, more often than not, hits on receivers. This guy has the body. He's built. He's very tall. He's very uh, somebody that I definitely am keeping my eyes on. Somebody, um, uh, somebody else I want to bring up real quick. Somebody I don't have on my list, but Zach Pascal, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. They don't have Paris Campbell anymore. They don't have Pittman anymore, you know, at least for the foreseeable future. He's their new wide receiver too. And he seems to be the wide receiver that was getting the looks from Phillip Rivers. Is he worth an ad? I don't think so. I just don't. That team is very run heavy. I think it should be Hilton, but who knows? Mola Cox seems to fit his way into there. Naheem Hines takes targets. If you're desperate, you can definitely do worse. That's going to be a very commonly used phrase over these next few weeks, I'm sure. But um, I, yeah, as we're coming up on it. bye weeks and injuries, yes. that's when we really start. We have to start ending these guys. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. So I got another one for you. All right. T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, wide receiver that saw the most targets saw of the Cincinnati a Bengals touchdowns. and uh, was on the field more than any other receiver in Cincinnati. Other Important note, John, John Ross, Ross, healthy scratch. Healthy scratch. Yep, saw that. T. Higgins is the newness there. He's uh, I think he's worth the speculative ad. I do too. I think he's somebody that you should be targeting. I'm I'm not holding on to A.J. Green. I, he is personally on a fold level for me because, you know, his injury history and the lack of production this year. But with a speculation ad, if I'm in a deep league or if I'm in a, like, desperate situation, I think T. Higgins is definitely worth the look for sure. Any yeah. other receivers? Um, I'm just going to get through a few really quickly here. Michael Hardman, he had a pretty good game. No, but still, he's boomer Six bust. Six targets, though. Yeah, but still boomer bust for me. Okay, that's that's somebody I just want to throw out there. And then the last one I have, Randall Cobb, found his way into the end zone this week. He only got four targets, but he did turn those four targets into four receptions for 95 yards. Randall Cobb has always been like a, a good receiver, NFL-wise. But fantasy-wise, unless he's in Green Bay, I don't want him. And then um, if uh, Lazard is still on the waiver wire, would you be interested in him? Oh, yeah, for sure. Alan, Lazard should not be in, on the waiver wire at And all. speaking of should not be on the waiver wire, another person to keep your eye on, uh, double-check and make sure that Miles Gaskin is still not on the waiver oh, wire. Oh, yeah, because he is the new running back there in Miami. He is the running back to own. 27 touches. Yeah, he is the running back to own there. Jordan Howard got the goal line carry touchdown. But Miles Gaskins the running back there. So, right. Anthony Miller for the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles taking over. Do you have any interest in that? Yes. Yes and no, as weird as that is. Uh, with Foles taking over, I'm keeping him if I have him. But I'm not rushing out to go grab him. 
Fair. But somebody I am rushing out to go grab is Jimmy Graham. Fair enough. Well, and um, I had one last receiver actually. Uh, with uh, we might have already we actually we never mind. We already talked about. It. I was gonna say Scotty Miller. Okay. Yes. Yeah, is he Miller. worth an ad? He's yeah because of Godwin's news where he could miss a couple weeks. Scotty Miller is definitely worth an ad. Okay. But the only tight ends I have this week are Jimmy Graham and Mo Alley Cox. Um, somebody that I would take a look at uh, if Schultz, the tight end for Dalton the Schultz. Dallas Cowboys, if he's still there, he's absolutely somebody. I think he'd be my favorite. He would. Oh yeah, if Drew Schultz was still there, he should definitely be added. Or Dalton Schultz. My apologies, Drew Sample and you Dalton Schultz. You were thinking Schultz. Drew Sample. Drew Sample still there? Should he be added? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, and that does it for this week's episode of the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, well, this Tuesday episode, we got our matchup episode coming up soon. We'll see you guys on Thursday for that. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Best of luck this week. And hopefully you won last week. Have a good night, everyone. Make sure to find us on the internet. Hitstick Fantasy everywhere. Good night. <laughs>